Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Everybody listening today knows that the Nehemiah Project is one of our major sponsors for the year. And they're a, a ministry I'm very passionate about because they teach biblical entrepreneurship. They have a program specifically set up to teach Christ followers how to run a business from a biblical standpoint. There's so much in the Bible that has to say about how to run a business in a Christ-like fashion. We've got Pastor Rick's Randy Samford on the on the air with us today. He is part of the Nehemiah Project. He's one of the main supporters in, and he's out of Portland, Oregon. So I'm interrupting lunchtime today, and he is uh, joining us today for the Nehemiah Project to talk about their very unique program called the Urban Initiative. Pastor Randy Samford, welcome to I Work for Him. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. You know, it's such a privilege, and, I, and I'm sorry again that I'm, I'm interrupting your lunchtime, but I'm grateful that you're willing to give that up. You know, <laughs> no problem. I got my coffee, so I'm alert. Oh, that's good. You know, every day on the show, I bring up this verse, because in order to be a Christ follower in our workplace, in order to be an effective witness in our neighborhoods, we need to abide by what is said in Romans 12, 2. And I love the New Living Translation version, which says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's really what you guys are doing at the Nehemiah Project. You are cha- you are, you're telling people, listen, stop copying what's been done, because what's been done, it's not working. 
Mm-hmm. Let's start doing it with what the Bible says. Go ahead. Absolutely. I think that that's, that's such a key. Uh, the thing that's been coming back to me lately is Jesus' prayer. Um, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how do we cooperate with the way God would like to see entrepreneurship, businesses working here on earth in his heart and mind so that people can be blessed through it? So how did you get involved in the Nehemiah Project? How did you first become aware of it? Well, um, a long, quite many years ago, a friend of mine was helping actually do some videotape work for uh, the Nehemiah Project, and uh, he was editing it, and I happened to be watching over his shoulder as he was (laughs) editing the the videos of the BE1 course, Biblical Entrepreneurship, and I was like, wow, wow. That is really good stuff. I really, that is very, very interesting. And so uh, later, a couple of friends of mine uh, started getting involved with uh, the company, uh, with the organization. And I was like, I really want to take this. So uh, last summer, I took BE1 and was very, very impressed with everything that I learned. So talk to me about your, are you a pastor of a church? I, I never, I never, I'm sorry, I never got a chance to really do a lot of research on you. Talk to me about your, they said, hey, it's Pastor Randy Sanford. Are you a pastor? <laughs> are, I, I don't know what, are you a pastor of a church, an assistant pastor, senior pastor? What's your role? Well, let me tell you, I lived a really weird life, Jim, <laughs> for uh, for 30 years. From the time I was uh, 21 till I was in my early 50s, I didn't work outside of the church. My whole adult life, I worked in the church, um, from uh, really from the time I was 18, and I was uh, ended up being a senior pastor for over 20 years. Then about uh, four years ago, uh, four and a half years ago, I stepped down from pastoring and uh, received training as a business coach. And I uh, coached people in finance and in running their businesses and got into the whole world of uh, finance, but also really the whole world of Christ at work, Jesus in our workplace. What does he want to do here? And so now I have both of these things coming together, this fantastic background in the church, but now a real perspective of what it's like outside of the church and how we can integrate what we know in the church into the, into the workplace and vice versa. How can the, the work we recognize that, that Christ is at work in the workplace? You know, let me just ask you this question. So as a pastor— understanding the uh, did you have any understanding of the deep need that your people that were in your church had for understanding their calling to the workplace did, did, were you you know jim I, I i thought i did i really i thought i did and certainly in my sermon illustrations i would talk about being tempted to lie at work or um cheating people and how you shouldn't do all of that but you know one of the things that really came to me was I heard a guy talking about the very thing that you talked about at the top of the hour, and that is bringing the Holy Spirit into the workplace, praying for the people that are in your workplace, looking for ministry opportunities in your workplace, maybe going overseas as as a business trip, but doing ministry. And so as I got outside of the church... Randy, I I got to stop you. We've got Pastor Randy Sanford with us. He is the church and outreach coordinator 
who supports the Nehemiah Project, and we're, we're hearing from his testimony on, on how he, as a pastor, helped incorporate faith into the workplace in his parishioners and talk to them. But Randy, I interrupted you, and I'm sorry, I, had, I, I didn't want to interrupt your sentence, but then, you know, you were gone, <laughs> so I, I felt yeah. bad. So talk to me about, um, you were, you're, I asked you the question, did you ever realize how you as a pastor needed to yeah. equip people? Right. And so I, I, as I got into the into the uh, work world, let's say, and I was in a wonderful organization that coached uh, coached business owners, but looked for opportunities to minister to them. I began to see that real ministry, as you were saying at the beginning of the show, that real ministry can happen in the workplace. The great thing that I have been so opened up to in Nehemiah Project and the Urban Initiative is Ephesians 2.10. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he prepared beforehand for us to walk in. So how are we made, and how does our creation relate to this entrepreneurship gift and calling that God's put on us? And so I'm so excited about seeing people released to their entrepreneurial ministry, whatever it is, and however it works for them, because that's part of God's design for them of who they are. So talk to me about this urban initiative, because the Nehemiah Project is teaching, you know, Christ-following entrepreneurs how to do it better, or people that are thinking about right. starting their own business how to do it best. And But the urban initiative is, is kind of taking it to the next level. I mean, it's really a powerful program. Talk to us about it. what is the urban initiative? Right. So the Urban Initiative uh, takes the things that we're trying to do with uh, the Nehemiah Project of getting people from startup all the way through succession in their businesses and says, now, there are populations that are underserved, populations of people that don't have the resources that they need in order to get the training, the coaching, and the funding that will make them successful. So let's really put our efforts into trying to see what we can do to reach into those communities and give this initiative and say, hey, look, we want to come in here. We want to get uh, see what we can do to get some sponsorship help, some, um, uh, some people giving scholarships so that we can uh, enable you to work through those three things, the training, the coaching that will go along with the application of that, and then the funding of it. And so the Urban Initiative is really an effort to identify the underserved and uh, the communities that aren't getting what they need and be and offering these resources to them. All right, let's be specific. Give us some specific examples because so people can understand. Because a lot of, you know, when we hear or when I hear Urban Initiative, I think that sounds like another government program. And we all know government <laughs> programs. Well, we know government programs don't work. You could throw money at problems and they've been doing it. What did they say? The number was like. I, the number was like a trillion dollars or two trillion dollars in the last 50 years, and it hasn't solved poverty. In fact, it's impoverished more people. People They're right. stuck. I think the Urban Initiative is trying to break that. It's trying to destroy right. the, 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 the people that are stuck in a, in a life of poverty in the urban areas. So t- give some specific examples. Of what, what, what do you really mean? I mean, give me an example. Okay, I, I'm, my name is, is Bob, and I live in the, uh, the <laughs> inner city. What are you going to help me do? Okay, so let's take uh, Bishop Wiggins, for example, Hope Church. So Hope Church gets a license through BE. We are using our scholarship funds and telling other people, hey, we want to support this, so that he can get that at a reduced cost. So what is he able to do? 
then he can reach out to the people in his church, in his community, and say, we want to help you get your business started. We want to bring coaching alongside of you to help you put into practice what we're teaching, and we want to give opportunity for people to see what you're doing and stand behind that in terms of investing in what you're doing. So it's just the opposite of the government. Instead of saying, we want to give you money, we want to say, we want to get the, the, the resources moving in the community so that you are building up the community. You're looking at what we call the triple bottom line, not just your profit, but how you're building the community, what are you doing for the planet, how are you fulfilling your purpose, so that your place in the community is helping that community to grow. And uh, the Urban Initiative makes that um, more re- cost reasonable for the people that are in the, the urban areas that we're trying to reach out to. So are you partnering up business people that have established businesses with people that seem to have a, an aptitude for starting a business in the, in the urban areas, but they don't know what to do? I mean, is that what you're trying to do? Well, we, what we're doing is taking people that are at uh, many different levels, startups all the way all the way through, and we're saying, how do, here's a training to help you move to the next level. Then we have a, a group of uh, coaches that we are uh, in the process of developing more and more that then will come alongside those people and help them as they apply those principles to their business. So how long has this been around? How long has the Urban Initiative been in place with the Nehemiah Project? I think uh, the Urban Initiative is is fairly new. We've just been working on this in the last uh, two or three years. So, but you're working also alongside pastors in churches in the right. in the urban areas in order. To, how do they help you identify good candidates for this program? Well, they certainly know the people that are that are uh, in the community, and uh, pastors that I know are very aware of the businessmen or the ones that are wanting to uh, become businessmen. There's a young man in, um, in First Presbyterian Church there in Orlando, and he has uh, this group of kids that he says, you know, a lot of these kids are great salesmen, and they would, if they don't get involved with entrepreneurship, they're going to be selling drugs on the street because they really are good at sales. But I've directed them, and they're excited about moving into entrepreneurship. So that young youth pastor recognizes these budding entrepreneurs and is getting them in the process of training and coaching so that they can start businesses right out of high school as they're going into college. So when you look at the, how do you guys develop these partners? How does the Nehemiah Project develop the partnership with the churches? You being the church and outreach coordinator for this urban initiative, how do you get to establish relationships with those urban churches? Okay, well, let me tell you what's happening here in Portland. So in Portland, we have a a bunch of people that, that have lived in North Portland, and now that whole area is getting gentrified. And those people are being pushed down south into an area called Gresham. Okay, now so I'm those, a simple guy. I only have a four-year degree. I don't know what gentrified means. Gentrified means that rich yuppies are buying their houses and, and fixing them up and uh, causing the rents to skyrocket in their area. Okay, <laughs> so they're getting pushed out by economics. Okay, all right. Yeah, they're being pushed out. And so as they move into this new community, I'm reaching out to a pastor who's seen this and saying, man, I, I need to know what to do about it. 
and I'm coming alongside him, and his name is uh, his name's uh, Bishop Jones, and I'm saying, look, let me work with you, and uh, let us help not only help people find housing, but let's get businesses going so that they have so there's employees, so there's business activity, and the community can grow as a result of it. And so we see where that need is. We have relationships with a lot of pastors and just letting them know what our heart is and what we're desiring to do. Now, the Nehemiah Project is a, is a ministry organization based out of Portland, but it's all over the world, and they train biblical entrepreneurship. So for those people who are running businesses, they teach them how to run it in a biblical fashion. For those that are thinking about running a business, they will teach them the concepts and the principles behind running a business from a, a, a biblical-focused manner. That just didn't come out well. It's like I was pulling teeth through that deal. But the bottom line is, if you're looking for a place to learn how to run a business in a biblical way, we're talking every operational part of the business. The Nehemiah Project is a really great way to do it. Well, they decided that this was reaching out to people in the suburbs, but it wasn't getting into the urban areas. And there's a desperate need to raise up urban entrepreneurs within the urban areas to get people out of poverty and start giving people the ability to get some freedom from poverty. And so we're talking with Pastor Randy Sanford today about the Urban Initiative. And Randy, let's talk about some specific examples of of people that are either in the program right now. We could maybe have a couple of them. Maybe somebody that's gone through the program and and is now running their own business. Talk about it. Okay. Uh, Let me tell you about Tanya Landis. She's the uh, owner of Landis Fitness. Three years ago, she took uh, BE, Biblical Entrepreneurship, and uh, she didn't really want to go, but <laughs> the instructor said her for, he wouldn't allow her husband in unless she went. <laughs> and so she went. She could barely afford it, but she made payments. She went. And um, they, had, they were, had gone through a financial crisis and were really uh, had some tough times, but she learned some things in this training that really made a difference, and she turned her hobby, which was fitness, into a thriving business, and she's making over six figures a year now as a result of her learning what how to build a business God's way through uh, through biblical entrepreneurship. Well, and, and and we we know a little bit about Tanya's uh, testimony. In fact, we're going to bring her on here at the end, some somewhere towards the end of March, and have her share her whole story because Patrice had told me about that. It, was she living in the urban environment though when she went through biblical the biblical entrepreneurship? No. She was not one of the, uh, would not be one of those uh, urban initiative people. But, okay. Uh, I just, just, she's one of the great stories that we have with VE. It is a great think, story. It's a great, very encouraging that people, I love the fact that they they wouldn't let her husband in. Is said, listen, your wife needs to be here. That was fabulous. <laughs> and, and really, honestly, if anybody is married and think about starting a business, there absolutely would just be a six-letter word, stupid, S-T-U-P-I-D. That's right, six-letter word, stupid. you got to bring your spouse along with you because you can't run a business on your own. Your wife or your husband have got to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. So talk I think to-, with it, to tell you the truth, with the Urban Initiative, because we're just getting started, I don't have a lot of stories <laughs> to tell you about that environment yet. We're okay. just putting things in place and getting getting going with that. If you check back with me in a few months, I'm sure I'll have some. I think the most exciting story that I have is just that young man who was saying, I am coaching these these teenagers, and I'm so excited about them becoming entrepreneurs because 
they're going to transform our community. And instead of selling drugs, they're going to be starting their own businesses. And I, I, I that just blew my brains out. I was just very excited about that. Well, maybe you could share a little bit of the story that Pastor or that Bishop Wiggins was going to share, but he wasn't able to call into the show today. He, he's a he's a, a pastor of a church. You said New Hope Church or Hope Church in Orlando. Talk to me about the how he's coordinating with you guys to to help out the people in his church over there in Orlando. Absolutely. So they have a class. In fact, they have a class that I was just uh, working on setting up for them that's coming up on March 11th, uh, 10th and 11th. And um, that what that's going to be, what they will be able to do there is they're thinking, how do we build the community? How do we see our community? You know, somebody has said, if you can turn money over seven or eight times in your community, then you're able to build that community. And I know Bishop Wiggins is saying, I see entrepreneurs and those that really have a purpose, are purpose-driven, I see them as a key to seeing our community blessed as we bring these people, as these people begin to build businesses and are able to contribute to the, to the development in their community. And so the church is actually part of the program, and they're really endorsing the program. I understand they they actually got certified in bringing biblical entrepreneurship within right. the church, which means that somebody within the church actually went through the whole programs and graduated, right? Right. So Jacinta Mathis is, uh, is their connection, and they have a license with uh, BE. And so, for example, this, this class that she's offering March 10th and 11th at Village Square Mall uh, is through the church, so now they're licensed to present biblical entrepreneurship classes. In fact, uh, one, two, or three, or purpose and profitability, which is our kind of secularized version of some of this material. So they can offer any of those classes through their church. What I love about this program, Randy, is that we're reaching into a community that really has been plagued by government programs. Now, I, I believe it's, yeah. I, and I'm just also going to criticize, you know, the rest of us suburbanites that are listening to the show. We have, we don't really know because we just turned, we turned over the urban environments to the government years and years ago, and now we're so far detached, we don't know what to do. And the Nehemiah Project is kind of breaking down those walls using the local church in order to break in and doing kingdom-minded things, which is helping train up business people. I mean, it's it's an amazing idea. As a pastor, as a former pastor, and I know you're still a pastor at Art, and they're still calling you pastor, can you yeah. imagine the coordinated effort between you and an urban area to bring hope back into that area, not only in the form of jobs, but also Jesus? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's uh, one of the most exciting things is to think that, what a great thing, but the, the community needs jobs, they need economic development. Ken, Ken Blackwell spoke at the Urban Initiative Summit that we had a few weeks ago. Ken Blackwell, the former mayor of Cincinnati, he's an African-American gentleman, and as soon as he started talking, that's what he said. He, as I talked to him, he said, don't depend on the government. If we're going to change this, it's because people in the community are going to say, I'm going to grow the economic well-being in my community through me, through the business that I'm bringing forward. And what a better thing, and this is what Bishop Wiggins understands in his church, that the church needs to be part of that happening. We've never 
uh, you know, as pastors in church, we never thought before that we really ought to be part of uh, growing the economic health of our community. But why not? That's what God has created some of these people for and uniquely gifted them for. Let's help them do it. Let's focus them on making that happen. And Kenneth Blackwell says this is the way that the community is, gonna, is going to thrive is if the, 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 um, the entrepreneurs do the job that they're created to do. Well, and I think that's helping those people understand their identity in Christ, helping them understand who God created them to be, and then helping them understand their destiny, where they fit into the kingdom. Those are powerful, those are powerful, powerful things to bring to somebody because it would bring so much hope other than, hey, you know, stay home and we'll just give you money for food and housing. This is like, hey, here's a way to break out of that pattern. But but yet I imagine the conversations that you've had with people is that's a big step of faith for people because they have gotten used to those programs. Yeah, you know one of the things that I'm what I'm really, one of the things I'm excited about is the more times that money flows through a community, the better off the community is. Uh, Kenneth Blackwell said it has to be seven or eight times at a minimum. So think about it. You need a pair of shoes. You go buy shoes from Nike. The money comes. Maybe you got a government check, and then the money heads right out of your community to Nike. But what if there's somebody there with their own shoe store that is a small businessman who's been trained to do it? Now the money is being used and flowing through the community over and over again. That that is that is really exciting. And if we can give people the confidence to say you can do this, this is possible, and that's really what BE does is give them as you work through level one, two, and three, the confidence to get to the place where you've built a business plan and you know what to expect, it really, really helps people to have the confidence to go ahead and dive in and do that. Let me just, if you're just tuning in with us, uh, the Urban Initiative, they're encouraging and training up, coaching, training, and funding the training to help people living in the urban environment to learn the biblical Role, uh, principles of entrepreneurship and apply them towards starting a business in an urban environment. And they're working with local churches to uh, to get that established and to find those people that are really ready to take that step of faith and start a business. And as we're talking with Pastor Randy Sanford, he's been sharing with us the reasons behind all this. So, Randy, what I want to focus on for this, this next segment, which is a, almost 13 minutes, I really want to talk about how People in Tampa Bay, which you know, we got lots of different urban environments. I mean, in in lots of different cities, how can how can people listening today get involved? Okay, great. Well, you mentioned uh, churches. I think that uh, churches and and even individuals in churches can think about do. Is this something that there's three ways that churches or or groups can get get connected with? Um, with uh, biblical entrepreneurship and with Nehemiah Project. One is you can just offer the classes on a retail basis. You just direct people to us, uh, provide a place for you to have a class, you know, even like a Sunday school class. And uh, we provide the registration, get the materials, all of that sort of thing. And then uh, we offer package deals where churches can get a package or organizations get a package where they get a reduced price by getting a package deals and then selling um, individual individual opportunities for the class out of that package, or they can get licensed. If they have a teacher already there that's ready to go, 
uh, with BE 1, 2, and 3, then they can get licensed and offer as many classes they want for a flat fee. So there, there are many different ways that churches can do it, but the first thing is to get that idea in their mind that this is a way that we can help our environment, our community, to change, to be different. We, I, I, we don't have to just survive. We can actually change our environment. So not just surviving, but learning to thrive. Really, that's what you're talking about right. doing. So, Absolutely. but there's a lot, there may be people listening today that live in that urban environment that they've been taught all their lives just to live off the system, that it's not, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hopeless fighting the man, that it is, uh, that they're just stuck where they're at. How, do, what, what would you say to those people today? If we can find some churches in the urban environment that can either get trained up in BE or willing to offer the, uh, their, their buildings so that BE can be taught, how do you encourage people that are listening today that are feeling stuck? How do you, and, and, they're, and they can't thrive, how, and they're just out there surviving. How do you encourage them? Well, you know what I would say to to any of you who are feeling that way is, first of all, most importantly, I understand how you're feeling, but I want to challenge you to, to think about what is your purpose? Why did God make you the way that you are? What are you passionate about? And is it possible that that very thing that you're passionate about is a way that you could produce profit, profit not just for yourself, but profit for your family, profit for your community, fulfilling of your purpose, uh, being able to, to see your community change and grow. There is a purpose that God has put in you, and for many, many, many people, that purpose really has to do with getting a business started, doing something to produce profit that will change your life. Then you can depend on, on that to support you rather than the government or anything else but depend on that passion working its way through entrepreneurship. So you've you've seen people, are, I know that they've been starting to teach these urban initiative classes in Orlando. They've been doing that for some time, right. haven't they? Uh, yeah, I think it's been a couple of years. And is, is it only going on in Orlando? Is it going on in other urban areas around the country and around the world? Uh, it's going on in, in other areas. There, uh, there is, uh, Maryland is one of the places in fact, there's a, a lady uh, by, uh, that owns a company called iBoss, Lorette. And uh, Lorette is, says one of the uh, talks about how she was working. She had a company that was a security guard company, and it's just what I was talking about. She's, a, she's an African-American from the urban environment. She took biblical entrepreneurship. And she began to think about, what is my passion? What is my purpose? And she ended up starting a financial services company that helps other people start their businesses because of what she learned through biblical entrepreneurship. See, now that's the kind of powerful stuff we're talking about. Now, Patrice had mentioned a guy's name, Charles Curse. K-E-A-R-S-E, that he was one of the graduates, an urban entrepreneur from the Urban Initiative, and he's also a member of the Central Florida Task Force. Do you know anything about his story? I don't. I don't know a lot about his story. I'm getting up to speed on all of this. There's so much to no, learn. No problem. I just figured I'd ask because Charles was one of the ones that was going to be calling in today. But I think I think we got some people on different time zones. I, I got some time zone things messed up today for people. So <laughs> so let, okay. So let's just take this a little further. So there's there's pastors listening today, and they're thinking, okay, 
we want to get involved. So we, we've got some options. We can get trained so that we get trained or, and licensed so we can teach biblical entrepreneurship in our own community. Or we can just bring you guys in. And, and the people that are listening, how can they get their pastors to hear this story? Let's just say there's some people that are sitting in the pews that are going, wait a minute, this is what I've been looking for. Maybe they're just walking down the street today or that maybe they're hearing this on iTunes in a few weeks. How, these people that are that are stuck, they're 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 just surviving. They're not thriving. How do they get their pastors to wake up to this? It, it, you are a pastor. How could somebody have gotten your attention to get involved in this program? Well, I think the most important thing that they can do, what what I what helped for me and make made a huge difference, is uh, actually attending a course. And so I think uh, what they need to do is go on the Nehemiah Project website and see what courses are available. And uh, we really try to help pastors with scholarships, whatever we need to, to give them the opportunity to take that course. But that definitely is a great way to get started. So, but, and from your perspective, if somebody had come to you from within your, your congregation to listen, Pastor Randy, I just heard about this thing called the Urban Initiative that can help us get businesses started inside our urban environment. We need you to do this. What would your reaction have been, though? Because a lot of pastors are like, wait a minute, I got enough stuff to do. <laughs> I think uh, if I would have had a, a good understanding of what, um, if I had more of an understanding of what VE had to offer, especially had to offer people with a passion for starting businesses, I would have been very excited about that because I, I know of people. I certainly knew of people when I was a pastor who wanted to start a church or wanted to start a business or grow a business, but really didn't know how. So that would have been a, a great thing for me. Well, and so again, let's let's use the pastoral perspective because it is you know not many people listening out there are pastors, so they haven't had four hundred bosses before, and because that's what being a pastor is about. I mean, you got a lot of people telling you their opinion and and trying to help you run your church. As a pastor, how much of this was a struggle? I mean, when you saw when you walked through your community, were you in a community that had some uh, people that were stuck in poverty? I certainly there there were it's very interesting where I pastored on one side of the church was a very rich community and on the other side of the of the of where I where the church was was some very uh, very poor housing in fact the the school that was over in that area to the east of us something like 80% of the students were on free or reduced price lunches in that grade school so yeah, we're we're right in between and certainly saw that. So how would this urban initiative have helped you outreach into the community, reach out into the community with the gospel? Because that's that, really what you're talking about is you're, we're given the Nehemiah Project has brought this urban initiative, which is another way to bring the gospel and bring the kingdom into areas that are blighted by Satan. Right, exactly. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Let's Let's see it change to what, to what God wants it to be. I think the, the thing that would have really made a difference for me, one of the things that I think really motivates people, and it's a great evangelistic uh, approach as well, is the idea of purpose. What were you made for? What, what, is, what is in your heart? There's a lot of people that are running around who, don't, who have some passion or purpose but don't know what to do with it. And so I think that's what ha would have really uh, grabbed a hold of me is how can I reach out to my community and offer purpose to them so that they say, hey, look, 
I can find out what my purpose is and I can put it to work being profitable, making money off of it. Did you have a diverse community within your church? Did you have people from both sides of your church, the, you know, the rich and the affluent and the uh, people that weren't so rich and affluent? Did you have both mixed into your church? Absolutely. In fact, uh, it was very interesting. We had some pretty well-to-do people, and then there was one lady in our church who started a ministry called Father's Heart Street Ministry, and she brought 20 or 30 of her street people in, and they were part of the church service every Sunday morning. So, yeah, we had a, a very diverse uh, a diverse group of people. How helpful would have the would have the Urban Initiative been to your church? I mean, if you go back and you're like, man, have you ever had this thought? Well, I wish I'd had this tool in my belt 15 yeah. or 20 years ago. Absolutely, yes. I think that there was a lot of those, uh, even homeless people, people that were trying to pull them up, themselves up by their bootstraps who could have really used this training and uh, done something with the talents that God had put inside of them. And, and really, that's why if the church gets licensed and trained, they can offer the training at a much reduced cost, as opposed to paying the full price if, if uh, uh, you know somebody goes on to the biblical on to the Nehemiah Project website. I mean, you've you've got when the church does it does the training, they've got the ability to bring a reduced priced program so that people a lot more people can get involved at the church level in an urban environment. Correct? Absolutely, and not only that, but uh, on a uh, corporate basis, on an organizational basis. We have fundraising opportunities. You were talking about how do you get involved. One of the ways that you get involved is people give money, and then that money helps others to get the training so they can start businesses. But in a church, maybe there's some people that have some money that could say, you know what, I want to be part of helping this guy achieve his goals, achieve what God's put in his heart to do. And so um, that, I think, is the other opportunity. You have the license, and it's possible for, for people then to sponsor others to see them get the training and coaching and funding that they need. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't have any churches in Tampa Bay participating in the Urban Initiative right now, correct? Right. Right now, the Urban Initiative is in Orlando, in Maryland, and uh, in Portland. So, no, not in Tampa Bay. But but you'd be okay if we found some churches here that were willing to jump on board and become one of those churches, correct? Absolutely. We'd come out and talk with them and work with them and make it all uh, happen. Absolutely. And Pastor Randy, you've been talking about helping me go through this conversation this last hour. I really want people to find know how they can find out more about this. Talk about where they can find out more. All right. The really easy, nehemiahproject.org, nehemiahproject.org. Now, in the lower right-hand corner, you're going to see a green square with an envelope. Click on that and send me a message. My name's Randy, and you can just say, hey, Randy, call me. I need to talk with you. That's, that'd be the easiest thing to do. Click on that envelope. So when we post this on Facebook later tonight, can I put your email address out there? Would that be okay as well? Absolutely. I would love that. Because I, 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 people are listening today that are going, wait a minute, this is a way for our church to reach out to our neighbors that aren't as fortunate and to help them get off of the government programs and help them really, like you said, start to thrive. But yet this is a process. This isn't an overnight thing. This is going to take some time. Right. And God has called us as churches, not just to the people individually, but to our communities. And we need to ask, 
what am I doing to help my community to prosper? And that's one of the things that uh, the biblical entrepreneurship really can help happen is to get people to, to build their community as well. Pastor Randy Sanford, I really want to appreciate. I really want to let you know how much I appreciate you coming on the air today and sharing about the Nehemiah Project's urban initiative. We'll do this again. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, as we come to the end of another Our Work for Him show, thanks for tuning in today. If you just came in at the end of the program, go out to our archives tonight, just after I get back to the office, and that's iworkforhim.com, and listen to the whole show or wait for it to be out there on iTunes tomorrow. But you got to hear the whole thing. This is cool. Get your church involved. This is something we can do to make an impact on our community, to help take the city for Jesus Christ. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews. Did a great job. Keep me on time today. I'll thank our sponsors tonight. Do some business with them. What did you learn today on how we're going to take this city? You know, we learned today that our faith really can make an impact on our community. A lot of times people say, well, listen, I'm just a nurse or, or I'm just an engineer. Or, hey, I'm just a bricklayer. You know, I just drive a taxi. But we have skills that other people need to learn. And the cool part is they can learn these skills. You can teach them to them. And your skills are needed around the world. But the good news is you can help support an initiative in your community, in your urban community, by helping support the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program by the Nehemiah Project. Local urban churches who know the needs of their specific community can help out. Get a hold of the Nehemiah Project and ask about their urban initiative. Get your pastor to find out about this. NehemiahProject.org. NehemiahProject.org. You've been listening to the I Work For Him program with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, you guessed it, I work for him. Yeah.